Welcome, Black Hollywood Live fans. On today's Fit Club, we talk alcohol, cannabis, and more with Bud Trader CEO Brad McLaughlin and NBA champion John Sally. Stay tuned for more. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. Welcome, Fit Clubbers. We are back with another exciting episode of Fit Club. We are joined by two special guests, our CEO of Bud Trader, Brad McLaughlin, and NBA champion, John Sally. Got to thank you guys for joining us, and you for returning. Thank you. It's been a while. Glad to have you back. You know, when he asked me, I was like, I don't know, maybe. (laughs) I've seen that kid too much. I'm done. (laughs) But thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for being here. And I'm a shareholder of Bud Trader. Yes, yeah, so just you, thought I'd mention that. Too. Yes, you've got you've gotten on we track. Pr- thank you very much, Sean. We appreciate <laughs> all your help. You. Well, we got so many issues to talk about. Of course, marijuana and fitness. Um, but we're, let's just jump into it. Our first story of the day is about uh, the new study talking about alcohol and how even moderate drinking raises your stroke risk and cardio your risk for cardiovascular disease. Um, previously, it was thought it would have no effect on cardiovascular disease, or even might have a protective effect. And now studies are coming out to show that that may not be true. Um, recently published in The Lancet, and apparently even one to two drinks can um, raise your stroke risk 10 to 15 percent, and four drinks even 35 percent. Just wondering how you guys have navigated, uh, especially for you in the NBA, and, you know, between drinking and then all these different things that might be at someone who's young and, you know, in a place on that platform. How did you kind of avoid some of those pitfalls and then what did you think about alcohol as you were playing in terms of your performance? Well, I didn't drink until I was like 32 years old. Um, I'm uh, 54 now. I didn't drink until I was 32. Uh, I got into the wine business. I'm now in the champagne business and the cannabis business. Um, but as far as drinking, it, it, it makes all the sense in the world uh, when you talk about hard liquor. Not only the thing about... Um, heart disease, but the reason it is heart disease is because it puts so much stress on your liver, on your kidneys, on your lower intestines, that most people drink that, become dehydrated, and then eat bad food, become more dehydrated, Mm -hmm. which adds to cancerous and blocked arteries. Um, So it's a bunch of things that go along with the alcohol. Plus, alcohol has been allowed or looked upon as something that is... um, uh, I guess a torch. Uh, you pass on at 21. You can now drink yeah. mentality, and it's it's a it's a mentality that's been pushed for what 100 years now. 1919 is when they started realizing they can make money off of the demise. Um, the difference with uh, cannabis is this is a healthy alternative, and it is definitely better for you. And I believe a plant based life. So everything I do literally stems from the plant. Nice. And you, how did, how, did, how did you kind of negotiate your relationship with alcohol, and is that how kind of marijuana started to play a role in your life? Um, not exactly. Uh, I broke up with alcohol a long time ago, um, in 2008. Uh, I come from an Irish Catholic family, and uh, I wanted to, you know, I didn't want to go down that path of, of you know, drinking or drinking too much or whatever and also because in my opinion alcohol is stupid like uh you get drunk you fall down you barf you say dumb stuff you get arrested you get into bar fights like you make poor decisions like when you're drunk like at least when you're high like i feel like you make better decisions probably funnier decisions you know (laughs) like more loving you know decisions i've never seen two guys like high on weed ever get in a fist fight yeah or ever like fight over darts at a bar or like a pool game or whatever so i uh i definitely advocate for people to not drink because i think it's stupid yeah yeah. um and then the next day your day's wrecked as well you can't do anything because you're like hung over and you're feeling sorry for yourself and regret all your decisions the night before so like if you're of age like i think weed's the way to go 100 percent. and and one of the things that was concerning for me was that you know it's actually been shown or not shown but people have said that there's a protective effect and now it's just like wait it's not the same and I know that you're involved with sort of green space labs Yes. and I I, I want to talk a little bit about how the testing now so that we don't have a situation where in 10 or 15 20 years we might be like oh wait the science now says something different well this is this is the deal science is science is always evolving (laughs) or maybe not I just got back from Egypt so I (laughs) realized we have been going backwards not forwards but um, this science on this plant, this mm-hmm. this plant has been known. This cannabis plant has been known 
to have healing effects. We don't like using the word healing or curing effects, but it's been known to have those effects. Uh, the body does not have a drinking cannabinoid system. It has, <laughs> it has an endocannabinoid system, which matches the plant. The things that people may have put on the plant to enhance the grant, that's why I'm wearing this Pure Crop One hat, we literally are in the way. We have figured out to have a pesticide herbicide that is plant-based, that doesn't harm the environment, that doesn't harm the plant. Matter of fact, it enhances the vibration of the plant. And I don't believe in killing anything. So nothing, everything should do as it's supposed to do on the planet. So the, the insects are supposed to eat plants, but they just won't eat our cannabis plants that use Pure Crop One because they only eat the plants that vibrate at a whole level, lower level. And you don't want to eat the plants that vibrate at a lower level. Idea, me being a vegan, like raw vegan, is if I get a carrot and it bends, I, that carrot is done. Mm. It's now chopped up and sent to the squirrels so they can eat it. Um, because they can make of that fiber. The fiber and the life of it is gone. So I believe in enhancing life of everything we do, and especially when it comes to this plant. I, I had a conversation with a guy who has a very, very well-known magazine. I won't say the name of it. And he wanted to say, well, I would like to put you on the cover, but we can talk about the digital and not the cannabis. And I was like, I'm not going to be involved with a magazine that is archaic in their thinking. Yeah. That's that. Well, I, 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 I'm like I like that commitment, <laughs> but I think it, I think it's so important to have that commitment so people get the full story and like you're showing your authenticity first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And also too with the alcohol beyond like just knowing how it affects your body. So just even if you don't know everything that's about everything, you ingest alcohol even one glass of it. Like I used to do it before bed, and the next day was just not quite the same yeah. as when I didn't do it. So it's just like, why would you do stuff that's going to harm you on a daily basis? Because yeah. they were really good at marketing. Yeah, it's true. And, and we have tied it to these things where it's sort of tradition, and we tie it to these positive aspects of our life and memory and culture. But it, it's not necessary. And it's actually hurting us. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but one thing you mentioned about the carrots, I love that that whole idea because our next story is about what we aren't eating is actually killing us. Yeah. Um, and this surprised me. The biggest risk factor for death in the world is poor diet. It's not smoking. It's not anything else but poor diet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people are – and in the United States alone, what's really killing us is um, the lack of whole grains. So in other parts of the world, it's different areas of the diet. But here in the United States, it's a lack of whole grains because we're mainly eating processed grains. Mm-hmm. And so people, what they should know is that a whole grain includes the entire part of the plant, that is the bran, the germ, and the endoderm. And so you, um, the endosperm. So you want to make sure you're getting the whole grain and not processed grains. Uh, how, how do you guys regulate that? Uh, for you, how do you try to make sure you're getting the best? You say you are raw vegan? Yes. Wow. Um, no. And then how difficult is that? <laughs> it's, it's not. It, it's, let me tell you, it, it is so much, it's so better. So much better that last night I went to sleep at 10 because I was tired. And I woke up at 6, 6.10 when my wife kissed me. And I think I got out of bed at 6.30. And I went to bed at 10. There's not many men over 40 that don't wake up in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom. And the reason is, is as you get older, our prostate starts to inflame. Um, I work with the Prostate Institute. Um, and one of the things with men is they have to realize you're going to have or die from prostate cancer one time in your life. But I'm not saying I'm going to keep you away from it. It's just things that you could have that help your prostate and helping your prostate stay at a um, small and not inflamed. And inflammation in your body already causes all kind of problems. I literally, the things I do, and you're right, we do good grains, but we are humans and humans are fiber eating. So when people ask me, where do you, as a vegan, where do you get your protein? I say the same place the cow got it from, green leafy vegetables. So everything that comes from protein and what builds muscle are amino acids. Where the amino acids come from are from the plant. So we need to eat more fiber as opposed to the next thing. Now, when they speak about grain, they're going to mention wheat. Wheat is genetically modified, period. And it is no wheat that we can find that's not they're growing all of the food that you literally should be saving the world from hunger and feeding animals that are destroying the planet uh, that are enslaved on top of it. So I, I do this. I have a handful of pumpkin seeds, a handful of almonds, a handful of cashews, and a handful of sunflower seeds every day. Are and they, when I, yeah, they're organic. Are they, it's no salt? 
No, I don't okay. have salt. Right. I eat it raw. Okay. And the, the the deal is how you get out of the salt. I can help you with the salt. So I got Celtic sea salt. And you put a little bit of Celtic sea salt in your hand, you put it on your tongue, and you literally hold it on your tongue for about five minutes, swishing it around your mouth. What that does is release about 80,000 different minerals that you haven't been getting from the salt. Once you do that in the morning, you now need salt or nothing. Because when you eat it, your body will give you that feeling that you, you don't need to salt it. You don't have to do it. What? <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of things like, like I spoke about. <laughs> I, ate a, I, I, ate a, I ate a bag of those like uh, goldfish crackers on the way oh. here in the car, and I feel so guilty right now. Like, <laughs> no, those orange no. ones with the salt on it. <laughs> hey, let me just tell you, you didn't, eat, uh, you didn't eat fish with salt on them. You ate <laughs> 42 different chemicals, right? So, but yeah. that's fine because you human body, I'm a, like I say to people all the time, a fish cannot swim in clean water. It can swim in fresh water, but not clean water. So not every time am I going to have something that's not organic or every time am I going to have something that's not processed. My body is designed, the reason I design it or keep it as it's designed, close to working as a 1964 Mustang in mint condition should be, is I feed it the gas it needs, I give it the oil it needs, I give it the love and the clear care it needs. I don't add rims to it, put smoke windows, add things <laughs> in the windshield. I take care of this 1964 Mink and Mustang. Nice. So one thing I wanted to add was, like, yeah. so the, the topic was that a majority of the population suffers from malnutrition. Um, so they're not getting enough food. So, yeah, 11 million people are dying a year because of poor diets. Right? right. So we know that with, we can't feed them with animals. Like plant-based is the future. And, and we talked about there's a lack of grain, but grain genetically modified. Like we could feed the world with hemp. Yeah. Yes. We could do it today. Like we could solve every one of our major world issues and here in the United States issues with hemp. Like we could power, uh, you know, every automobile with hemp fuel. I mean, we could feed people. Uh, hemp flour is high in protein. Like we have the solution right here. And we finally have the ability to, to for farmers to grow it legally and for it not to be considered a scheduled one narcotic so it's like we're making progress and i guarantee you like our industry the cannabis industry like is going to save the world in the next five years because there's too many of us and we're united now like not to plug the site but like that's what bud traders done is it's brought the cannabis community together and Mm -hmm. i've I've talked to people that are trying to solve these problems like ideas like growing hemp in in hawaii so now they have building materials and they can not have to import them and they can build infrastructure and you know budtrader.com but <laughs> it's free, but um, <laughs> you know it, it's and it's something where uh, and John and I talk about this all the time. It's like you, you have to have this re-education process with like elected officials, uh, you know, um, members of the media. You know, this just trying to explain to them that you know this this plant was the victim of bad marketing for years. You know, mm-hmm. or, or a hit campaign, whatever you want to call it. And you know the the you know there's all these applications for it to feed the world, you know, to save a lot of, you know, save the world. Yeah. What he's saying is hemp literally has the use of 200 different things, even building blocks, like he said, which is stronger than concrete. Wow. And, and so we finally get that legal now in the, the, the recent farm bill. And you recently, during the government shutdown, made an offer to the workers that were suffering from the shutdown to offer them, you know, free weed, uh, essentially, just whatever they needed to medically free get Free cannabis. Through. Free cannabis. Yeah, and, 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 <laughs> right. we, and we did, and, and I, I got a lot of flack for it, and, you know, I, we have advisors and lawyers, mm-hmm. and they, you know, you can't do this and whatever, but it was like, these people, there's a million people, yeah. and they're out of work over something that uh, isn't their fault. We don't, I know yeah. this isn't a politics show, and I'm not yeah. trying to talk politics, but there's a million people that aren't getting their checks. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know what kind of human being I would be if it wasn't for weed. Like, yeah. I would be a terrible person, you yeah. know? Like, I'm anxious, and I'm awkward, and I'm stressed out, and <laughs> I, you know? And, and it's it just, like, I can't imagine them worrying about not getting their checks and also not having, you know, well, being able to purchase cannabis. And then everybody's like, well, you know, government workers, they get tested for weed or whatever, they're probably already smoking, dude. Yeah. And but they shouldn't be tested. Yeah. And they shouldn't be tested. They should like, be tested for alcoholism. Yeah. And, and, I would say, and I would say not even worry about smoking weed, but really it's about worrying about your mental health because it's really about self-care. Mm-hmm. And obviously if you're out of work, it's going to be compounded by that. So I thought that was such a great offer, and I think, I think it should have highlighted um, or led to a better conversation about mental health and how we're, how we're going about it from that to, like, guns in schools and everything. I think that's a, one of the biggest things we're missing in this country, that mental health conversation and action, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and part of it, too, is, like, so we had, like, quite a few people that worked for the government that walked in to mm-hmm. our office. Like, we had walk-ins in, yeah. in San Diego, and 
most of the people just wanted to talk mm-hmm. and, and to vent and to say thanks for not forgetting about them and for trying to look out for them. And, um, and we know, had food and drinks for them? We did. Yes. And, and it was like one of the stories was like a government worker didn't have money to pay for a, a dog's pet medication. And I was like, I have three dogs, and that sucks. And you're not getting your check over something that you can't really control, and that's frustrating. So we had, like, CBD dog treats and stuff like sponsors had sent in. So it was like, I feel like at least we helped that one person or tried to do some good things. I mean, it, it wasn't the joke that, like, Jimmy Fallon made it on his show or whatever, you know? Like, yeah. it was a sincere, like, if you guys need help, we'll connect you with people in the cannabis community. Yeah. We found quite a bit of, like, government workers, uh, a cannabis doctor. They could talk yeah. to him about symptoms or whatever we connected them with you know dispensaries or delivery yeah. services that were sympathetic to like what was going on so you know it um it was one of our t- stories that kind of went viral and i didn't expect it to because it was more of just like a uh, sincere offer to help yeah. i mean i know i can't help a million government workers i wish i could i wish i was like the weed santa claus and i could just <laughs> or weed oprah right yeah, yeah. <laughs> i feel like that should be like if Oprah Winfrey you, Network, yeah. if Oprah Winfrey Network's watching, that's what we need to do. Like well, instead of giving away cars, let's give away bags of weed to well, all the government well, workers. You, you like, are sort of the cannabis Oprah, and every four twenty, you are the cannabis Oprah. Yeah. You got the Bud Trader Ball coming yeah. up. I'm so excited. Is the camera yeah. running? I just want yeah. to be able to. Uh, what you say, the cannabis Oprah? Oh, yeah. I just uh, if I can be in the same sentence as her, and it's, and it's like documented. <laughs> Imagine and, if know. we got Oprah high. Oh man. I think, oh, Oprah, I think Oprah smokes already. Oh, really? I think, oh, yeah. I think Oprah smokes weed, and I think she wants to say that she smokes weed, but she can't, yeah. and I get why she can't, and I understand, but it's like, it's. I feel like we're getting to a point where, like, eventually Oprah's going to be like, I smoke weed. Yeah. So she know? probably has, like, a THC tea. I feel yeah. like she, I feel no, like she I, sips I, on some tea. I don't think like she's doing dabs. Like, I think <laughs> yeah, it's, I it's like doing. she might. Kind she might. Gail or chilling, like, yeah. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. You did really good on that. Oh, Kelly, you Or maybe, like, a little vape, like, something cute to keep in the purse. Oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, God, so too funny. Uh, <laughs> I love you, Oprah. I don't mean no disrespect, but no. <laughs> uh, but I, I think a lot of people. I mean, if they're following you, they know that you're involved. But they might be surprised to learn that you're involved in the cannabis industry. Uh, how did that come about? And I, I want to hear a little bit more about Tyla and how she's running your daughter. How she's running this cannabis company that you guys have founded. Well, um, I have a very smart. All my daughters are smart, and um, <clears throat> but Tyla literally was in college and was like, "What they're going to teach me in college? I'm not." You know, I think this is cool. Um, it's cold in D.C. Maybe I should be back in California. <laughs> but she wanted to go to school in Europe, which we should have did in the first place. Um, but she came back and <clears throat> decided that the money that was going to be toward her education should be toward her business. Because she realized if you're an American and not an entrepreneur, um, you're going to be crying broke pretty soon. Mm-hmm. So we started a cannabis company with a company out of um, Denver first. We uh, then didn't go through with that and for two and a half years we've been literally learning where we want to fit in we decided to start with pre-rolls which i just got a picture of i'll send it to you so you can put it up and um we're going to be pre-rolls in california and i think the next move would be um i have a new way to administer cbd into the system i don't want to talk about it i want to just show it when the time <laughs> comes and after that it would be gummies because those are the things that people are looking for yeah and there'll be vegan gummies, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> uh, but in, in doing that, she was very particular. She is, if you're going to have a cannabis experience, it shouldn't be one that you say, oh, I smoke weed one time, I'm never going to do that. Mm-hmm. It should be such an enlightening thing that you have to look and start thinking of everything you thought you knew. And that's because the weed that we have in our joints is premium quality weed. We uh, get right now, we get it out of Jack Harra. He is... It's a well-known brand. They have the genetics for us. We uh, just lined up with a grow out of um, Santa Rosa, which is close to 100 acres. And in about two or three years, we'll be able to have our own genetics come out of our own farm, and we will literally be from seed to sale. But throughout the country, we partner up, we license. Tell the girl is smart. We license our brand, we market our brand, and we literally are shooting a show of the making of this brand. And you get to see her beautiful face and... You get to see great weeds. It's like Anthony Bourdain, but we have weed. And she has a great attitude and a great personality. You see what happens? You support your kids into what they want yeah. to do and don't force them into something else? Yeah. And end up with an indictment? But, uh, <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> had wow. to go there. Had to go there. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> it's, well, but, one thing that you mentioned, sorry to interrupt you, yeah. um, that's interesting is like uh, a lot of people I know that were 
like former cannabis uh, enthusiasts, like maybe in college or something, they had might have had a bad experience with cannabis back yeah. then. It was something like they got paranoid right. or uh, they they had um, hypertension, like they, they feel like they you know uh, couldn't breathe or shortness of breath or whatever, and, you know, some kind of awkward experience. And we kind of know now is that could have been from you know pesticides and stuff being added to the the plan. And it's like it's interesting to see people when they kind of come back. Because we have things in place like uh, you know lab testing and, and you know requirements yeah. now, it's 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 neat to see them have that second experience yeah. where they kind of go in like thinking that I'm not telling the truth or whatever. Like, hey, give it another shot. You know, yeah. like yeah. it's different now. And then when they do, they're shocked because they're like, you know, how could I have had such a negative experience at one point? But now it's like with quality brands that don't you know yeah. put pesticides or whatever in their products and pass you know state tests like in you know, take pride in what they do, like, they have an amazing experience. Yeah, like, yeah. people ask me all the time on, you know, online or when we do talks or whatever, like, you think cannabis has made you smarter? And it's like, I don't think it's made me smarter, but it's made me more connected to the world. Yeah. You know, like, when I don't smoke, I'm not present, I feel like, or yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm unplugged. Yeah. You know, and I'm just kind of on uh, autopilot. Mm. Yeah. So it's just, it, it makes me see and, and experience the world I think the way we were meant to see it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, like almost I, the, like open of a third eye type thing. I think, and it's like you know, it's, it, to me, it's not about you know uh, trying to you know consume as much as possible or get wasted. Like I got stuff to do, yeah. but it's like I'm I'm present when I'm doing what I got to do. It you does know? open up your pinot gland, right? and yeah. and the different part is um, it helps release different re- receptors inside your brain, which connect to your memory, and what they consider to be smart is how much you can recall and how quick. That's what IQ test is, right? If you can recall it and you know it and you've lived it, you rate higher on an IQ test. So if your brain is open and your memory is in place and you're in a state of euphoria, you're going to be smarter. Yeah. 100%. And I, it's funny you mention that because, like, I do what I consider as, like, a controlled setting where if I have big problems or something on my mind, like, I'll smoke or I'll take an edible and I'll you know take a long shower or I'll sit lay down and kind of just think about whatever it is that's that's jamming me up or stressing me out or causing me to come to a halt because mm-hmm. I'm dealing with all this stuff and it's like for some reason when I use cannabis it's like I can see clearly and all that other bullshit in my brain forgive me for yeah. saying that but like it's all that mess just goes away you know it's like all the uh, fear or stress or anxiety or just voices in the head just it's all gone and then all of a sudden it's like I can see for the first time see you know? when you eat vegan you don't have to worry about bullshit <laughs> <laughs> well, no, hey it was because of the goldfish uh-huh. on the way here I hate you. so <laughs> Jenna yeah. on the chat she says I don't smoke but it's funny some of the smartest people in my nursing class do yeah yeah and I think that's that's interesting too. Is like they have they call it the, like the canna closet or like the cannabis closet. Like there's so many people that like maybe aren't ready to admit that they yeah. they smoke. And there's a lot of us. And it's like I've been in like meetings with like these investor guys or these Wall Street guys and stuff. And they're all like at the table, like, well, I don't know about all this cannabis stuff. And at one point, I'm like, guys, let's all just cut the crap. Like, you guys <laughs> all know, and you probably all smoke, so let's just talk for real. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like I think that a lot more people than everybody thinks yeah. Oh, yeah. uses cannabis, you know, in one form or another. And it's not just you know, there's CBD and there's you know. Well, I, I think one of the, yeah, yeah, I think one of the issues that we have is that I think some people say, well, no, I got super anxious or I got this way, and it was a bad experience. So. I, one of the things I want to address is kind of what are the different strains? How does someone who's sort of kind of new to this go, well, I want to use cannabis. I think it can be effective for sleep or for working out or whatever. How do I now navigate that? And is there a me. way to navigate that on BudTrader.com? So my advice to like any new cannabis patient that's coming in cold, like yeah. that has no frame of reference is like... Smoke Deuce is 22. <laughs> smoke Deuce is 22. But... Um, <laughs> You know, like tie in with a, a doctor that, that you know, has uh, taken his, uh, you know, continued education for cannabis that can recommend it, you know, um, you know, in California and other states, you know, where they have, you know, legal cannabis and talk to him about what symptoms you're trying to alleviate, um, you know, and see if cannabis is right for you. And if it is, the doctor could probably point you in the right direction of, you know, what you should try for what your ailments are. And then when you go to the dispensary too, you know, um, tie in with a good bud tender so it's kind of like your bartender but i feel like it's a little bit more than that like when i go to some of the dispensaries i go to like the bud tender kind of knows knows me knows what i'm looking for and and i feel like i get more sincere kind of recommendations there's kind of a trust like with bud tenders there's a lot of brands that are trying to like 
butter up the bud tender to push yeah. their product or like get them lunch and or send them to stuff or get them tickets and it's like I don't like that. I feel like it's like the pharmaceutical companies like trying to bribe the doctors. You well, know? I think they're going to start creeping into this industry now that they see it's going to be legal pretty soon, and I think that's going to be one of the dangers that we have. It's not a danger, but I'm going to, go, I'm going to answer that yeah. part. But just to add on what Brad was saying, so if you need to sleep, you can go buy across the counter something with melatonin in it, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. If you are a hyper person, melatonin is going to keep you awake. If you're not, then the melatonin will put you to sleep. Now that's a that's a um, something uh, put over the over the counter. So you have to know that about your body. Um, if you're dealing, you're going in and you're trying to buy the cheapest thing for your situation, then you're cheapening yourself. You should buy what's necessary for yourself. People literally save money to go buy Jordans just so they can look good but feel bad. That just that. To me, has priorities in the wrong spot. Now, as far as being dangerous, <clears throat> there hasn't been any reported deaths of cannabis ever. Yeah. But there's been every five or three minutes there's a DUI. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is a safer alternative. That if if you do get paranoid from it, yeah, take less. Yeah. <laughs> so real quick, I got to talk on the DUI thing. So I've heard this, and I. I believe it to be true. I've heard it from a number of people in our industry is that if you've smoked too much weed or consumed too much cannabis and you feel high but you don't want to drive and you want to kind of come out of it quick, you can take CBD oil or CBD drops and it kind of balances you out and it can bring you out quick. So I feel like it's just further proof that like cannabis is better than alcohol because you don't have to try to sleep off a DUI or do I look drunk or smell my breath and all this. It's like you could literally use, I believe, CBD oil to help you sober up if you think you've smoked too much or done too much edibles or whatever. Or you can just stay where you are. And, uh, and that too. <laughs> Which you're probably inclined to do anyways. Which is smart enough to do that because you open up your peanut. <laughs> when we were in uh, uh, Sundance, we did a, like a gifting suite there, Bud Trader, and it's like, you know, it's cool having a cannabis company. Budtrader.com? Budtrader.com. <laughs> but um, it was funny because there was like some, all these networking events and after parties. So you could tell like the guys that smoked were very just like content. These were great parties. Like these brands spent all this money on all all these details and all this stuff and it's like a great time you know good food and good people but then there was like the alcohol guys were they were antsy they were like let's check out the other party oh, I heard Netflix is at the party <laughs> I heard all the girls are at the Acura party or whatever and it was like you could see that like the, so like what you said like if the people that were going to get a DUI for weed they wouldn't drive because yeah. they would probably just be content where they were at they wouldn't <laughs> be trying to I call it like upgrading like there might be a better party let's, yeah. let's try to roll the dice and upgrade not that Bud Trader had anything to do with cannabis in Utah He's just saying people who smoke weed uh, are were easier than the people who were already drunk yeah. at Sundance, right? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, I'm not exactly. saying that there were yes. people consuming cannabis. Just said the cannabis guys were way less antsy. The ones he could observe from afar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we did yeah. hand out. We did the yeah. Lord's work in uh, in Sundance because we handed out uh, 1,200 Bud Trader beanies, and it was like oh, 18 nice. degrees. Yes. I remember I said, "How long do you think it'll take to hand?" Like twelve hundred beanies out, and it took us about eight minutes. Wow. <laughs> it was wow. so cold. <laughs> uh, the interesting thing too is like at night when there was the parties, like the there were girls that would just wear like the, the party dress with yeah. no jacket or like yeah. mittens or anything. Yeah. And I was just like I I, I felt like a helicopter parent. It's like you didn't wear a jacket. Like do you want to <laughs> wear mine and. Like you have you have a cocktail dress on. It's fifteen degrees and it's two a.m. in people Utah. People suffer at Sundance, I tell you. I mean, but they the dress looked good. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I guess you don't feel it. it goes she back made up. it to two a.m. Yeah, wow. and then, you don't feel it. But then the crazy part when you too. Wear a dress. Yeah, yeah, but but the crazy part too is like there's a lot of falling and stuff around like two a.m. three a.m. in parts of Utah. <laughs> so it's like, is it from the ice yeah. or are they drunk or is it both? It's both. You know? <laughs> but, it all, but to get serious again, it goes back to what John was saying about like people will save up money to buy brand new Jordans, but mm. they don't take care of their health. Like. Yeah, there was beautiful women in cocktail dresses in, in four-inch heels or whatever, like in Park City, Utah. But it's like they probably should have had a jacket on too. Like, it's, <laughs> it probably wasn't best for their health. I mean, they look good. Yeah, but they also better to look good than to feel good. Right. I just don't want to get n- pneumonia or whatever. You know, yeah, I'm almost um, got it. A question I had for you guys is the getting the big pharmaceutical companies like the Philip Morris's and those guys when they start. To, and I, my belief is that the administration will probably try to make marijuana legal at a point when they get the air from their big friends that, oh, we're ready to move in. How do you think smaller players 
are able to kind of safeguard the industry from people that might try to come in and cheapen it. Okay. So in 1919, none of those pharmaceutical companies went to do business with Jack Daniels. None of them went to do business with Crown Royal. So to think just because they are known to go in and take over things that we consider to be medical. Remember, alcohol used to be considered medical yeah. at one time as well. Um, the, the companies that I think that will get involved are the cigarette companies because part of the reason people are having a problem with smoke is the campaign against cigarettes. Yeah. So that idea of smoke in your lung being bad for you. Well, yes, yeah, cigarette smoke or nicotine in general um, in, in Maine, along with about, I think it's 17 or 18 other things that are addictive in cigarettes, those are the things that cause you to have um, lung problems. And But when you smoke cannabis, literally, as I said earlier, we have an endocannabinoid system. It enhances your lungs. Uh, proof of that is I heard Michael Phelps smoked weed. I heard Usain Bolt smoke oh, weed. Yeah. I know some NBA champions who smoke weed mm -hmm. can run all day. Mm -hmm. So it obviously is good for the lungs and different than you would get from smoking a cigarette. So we're preparing our brand to sell to the cigarette companies because if they get something of a high quality and they have to hold it to that quality, we then won't get the cheap mentality. We would get the Dunhill of the cigarette brand. We would get the <clears throat> we would get the um, the spirit. What is, what is it called? The 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 one that is natural. Spirit, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you if you are uh, if you want to be purchased by a conglomerate or you want to sell to them, not sell out, but sell to them, you sell them a point and you hold them to that point and you can put that in all of your negotiations. It's never what you're worth, it's what you negotiate. Yeah. Well, um, to kind of touch on what you said about are they coming? Like, yes. Like, I feel like big pharmaceutical, big tobacco, big alcohol, like, they're trying to figure out a way in. Like, Good, yeah. And, 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 you know, more power to them. And, and one advantage that we have right now, like, in the legal cannabis market is uh, until I think the federal government reschedules it like we still have a bit of a head start Yeah. so like uh, Goldman Sachs won't try to squash me like the fly I am right now but after 2020 if the administration you know makes some when? changes or when the administration yeah. makes some changes um, you know when the time is right on a national level and it gets rescheduled like that's when the big boys are going to come and in. And this so. administration is paying attention. Yeah, the yeah. The one that's in, in, in power now. Yeah, they are. They really they're, are. They're definitely paying attention. And and one thing that I brought up a lot of times and, and other people, including this administration, has brought up is that, like, the legalization of uh, cannabis and hemp uh, and what this movement's doing is, like, it's going to create generations of wealth that we've never seen before. But the people that are going to benefit the most are, like, the farmers, the yeah. salt of the earth, like guys that used to make three thousand dollars an acre are going to make fifty thousand dollars an acre now. Like they they have the best crop. It's a crop rotation crop. It can grow with no water. It can mm -hmm. grow in the worst soil. Like it's a gift from the Lord. Mm -hmm. And the people that are going to really crush it and and create vast amounts of wealth are the salt of the earth. It's the, on the eighth day that God invented the farmer. Isn't that the that well, yeah. famous speech or whatever? Mm -hmm. So it's like th these are the people that are going to be the new millionaires. And that transfer of wealth to me is exciting. Like, I'd rather have, like, the honest farmer that's kept me and my family alive for years having that wealth instead of some Wall Street guy, you know? So mm -hmm. it's like it, there, there's going to be – it hasn't happened yet because people haven't realized it, but there's there's going to be a boom of people trying to buy land, trying to grow hemp because it's oh, too yeah, easy to grow and you can make too much money and from it. And with climate it. change, you're going to see people moving to these areas of the country that are in the middle that, you know, there's vast areas of land. I so was that's, just at a, a meeting last week where I was in um, Crenshaw. And they're talking about how they're like either excess land or retail space. And it's like it's a big thing because people who didn't normally have access or wealth now they're banding together to create businesses for cannabis. So it's, finally, yeah. yeah. Well, and it's interesting too because like people that maybe used to grow tobacco or something else were you know it was, uh, or they were raising cattle are switching to I'm going to get rid of cattle and I'm going to grow hemp or I'm going to try to grow cannabis and it's exciting and like to touch on kind of climate change or whatever like. One of the most effective organic materials on planet Earth, and and John, John's going to be my my spot check on here, um, is is hemp. I mean, hemp can remove carbon from the atmosphere, can remove toxins from the soil. They planted it at the uh, the power plant that went down in Japan or whatever yeah. when they had the Fukuyama. Yeah, yeah, the tsunamis and stuff. And it's like there's no traces of radioactive material. Like it can take 
radioactive material out of the soil. So, like, imagine when everybody's growing it. And How studying we, it, and we just haven't had, like, you know, federal funds to study other types, yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. to me, like, feeding the world, yeah. removing carbon from the atmosphere, like, removing toxins from the soil, like, shout out to AOC, you know, the freshman congresswoman. She wants to save the world. She's saying the world's going to end in 12 years. Like, with all due respect, congresswoman, like, I love the enthusiasm, but, like, you're wrong. We're gonna maybe s- that world. Maybe, maybe that thought in, in process. The, in the political world, but, like, I think we can save the world in less than five years, and I think we can do it for a lot less than, than what she had proposed. I mean, we need 4% of the lower 48 uh, growing hemp, and we can power and fuel and feed the entire U.S. population. I mean, 4% is nothing. Yeah, and I, I think we're on track for it because this has been a chaotic administration. But one of the areas that hasn't really? been chaotic, I mean, <laughs> one of the areas that hasn't oh. been chaotic is this one is one of the issues that's always been a hot button issue. It seems like actually Republicans and Democrats are on the same line in terms, terms of like trying to get marijuana more legal. It just hasn't been the crazy issue it's been in the past. It hasn't. It hasn't helped. Um, it hasn't helped them get elected. Yeah. Uh, except for um, <laughs> our governor, it <laughs> helped because when he was running. And Gavin said he was behind. I was in, in two years ago, a year ago, I took pictures with him. And he has been an advocate and trying to push toward this new um, this new way of thinking. It's forward thinking is going to help the state of California and the other 30 states that have adopted it. The nine that have gone recreational yeah. have shown how much money is coming on taxes. So maybe we might yeah. get school lunches uh, back. We might... We might be able to get some instruments. Yeah. I want more than that. I'm sorry. Like maybe some roads that don't have holes in them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, with the amount of like, so one thing too is like, no disrespect to Governor Newsom, but like we got to start talking. Like the California cannabis industry and our our elected officials, like there is no line of communication. So they don't necessarily when they do stuff like, oh, there's a three percent tax cut recently. Like that's one of ten thousand problems we have. Like yeah. that's if if I'm if I have ten thousand paper cuts, that's one band aid and a little bit of neosporin. It's not enough. But what he's saving, so you have to understand the position of the governor. What he's saving in is the wine industry. This is the first time that beer beer has taken a hit. Only Mexican beer is the only one that hasn't taken a hit. Um, wine took a thirty percent dip. So to protect the wine industry in Napa, in Sonoma, in St. Louis Obispo, Temecula, they, they're, they're leaning toward the ones who help them that way. But they are even changing in the wine country, realizing that they do have soil, like he said. We can grow things around that literally help you. We put a plant at the, at the vineyard I was with, was Colachant. They, they literally put plants around it which deterred animals or insects from eating their grapes. And they were completely organic, sustainable. That is the way of doing it. And if you're smart, you cut half your crop into, into weed and the other half into wine. Not mixing them, yeah. but literally figuring out what the future is. <laughs> so, if, like, for real, if all of a sudden I'm growing grapes and that's what I've grown but I'm not selling and I start growing olives and the olives start selling, that's what a farmer does. Yeah. So, it's, it's, as he says, I understand, too. And I understand we have these, these problems. But the only politician, I remember when I first talked to uh, Mayor Villalagosa and he was going to run, and he was talking to me, and I said, you have to get on the right path with the people who are pushing cannabis. That would help you in your run. And he was like, yeah, if it's going to do jobs, if we're going to say this and say that. I said, if you go in there with politics and go in there with the so-so, they're not going to buy into it. I didn't buy it that much into it. I stepped out of the poli- out of the political world. But... As he said, conversation is very important. This is changing everything. I've been up to Humboldt where their schools are not wanting anything because the community of those cannabis growers take care of their own. Every community can do that. I think that, like, here in California with how big our market is, like, if we – just bringing back school lunches isn't enough. Like, we should – have the best roads and the best schools and the best infrastructure. And, like, if we're not crushing it and we're not finishing it first and education and and transportation and air quality and everything else, like, we need to throw all these guys out and get new guys. Because, like, they'll be flush with tax revenue from the cannabis industry. Guys or women or whoever. Like, (laughs) someone that can just figure it out. Like, we're going to give you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, elected (laughs) officials, more tax revenue than you've ever had from anything else. Like, talk to us a little bit so we can make it even better so that we can put all that money back into roads and schools. But if we don't have Oxford professors, like, bust out here to teach, like, finger painting to kindergartners, like, we should have the best schools and teachers here in California with the amount of texture these guys are having, in my opinion. Yep. Easily, easily. Um, 
But you guys have something on the horizon, the Bud Trader Bowl. You're hosting the Bud Trader yes, Bowl. Yes, along with my daughter, Tyler. Oh, and, nice. uh, But really me. I'm hosting it. Brad asked me. I said yes before he asked me. Uh, the location is unbelievable. Remember the address? Uh, I don't have the address, but it's going to be at the Wisdom in uh, Wisdom. in Los Angeles in downtown LA. Downtown. And uh, I do appreciate you uh, agreeing to host the the Bud Trader Ball. But what can uh, we yeah. expect? Because like, you know, oh. when you hear Bud Trader Ball, what can you expect? So, what does that mean? so this is our third Bud Trader Ball, and every year when we first started, like our you know fans online and stuff, you know our users of the site were like, uh, you know, what are you guys going to do for 420? We want to do something different, you yeah. know, because there's the outdoor high times party and the stuff in San Francisco and all that, and it's like that's been done, you know. So we want to do something different. So it's like let's show the world that. Uh, the cannabis industry isn't a bunch of stoners, you know. Let, let's show them that we don't wear all tie dye t shirt every day and stuff, you know. Like let's <laughs> so not every day, not every day, you know. Damn it, not every day. So <laughs> like every once in a while. But so we wanted to have this like red carpet black tie event. Everybody had to come. Get it was a strict dress code, you know. I ordered ice sculptures and it was a lot of fun. So this is the third year we've done it, and every year it kind of gets bigger and bigger. We wanted to continue to kind of do something different, like do things differently, like make people think about the industry and, and us differently. So, you know, at, at Bud Trader, before we started Bud Trader, we were a, a technology company. We built software and mobile apps. And, you know, we were tech guys that were also cannabis enthusiasts. So, well, now, like, that same tech mentality, like, we've taken it to Bud Trader, you know? And, like, there are people and companies that understand technology in this space. Like, John's involved with a lot of them, you know, as, as you know, I am I with Bud Trader. And it's like, so we wanted to create something different for the Bud Trader ball, like a a technologically advanced experience that combines the best parts of 420, which is cannabis and music and, you know, video games and virtual reality and food. So, like, that is what we prepared for the Bud Trader Ball in 420 is that the Wisdom is this uh, virtual reality park. There's five giant domes, and they oh, – it's right. an immersive virtual reality the experience. The address is 1147 Palmetto Street, Los Angeles. Wow. 1147 Palmetto Street in Los Angeles. Um, <laughs> but you can find more info at uh, BudTraderPromo.com or BudTrader.com. Um, BudTrader.com? BudTrader.com. It's free. <laughs> Check it out. It's like LinkedIn and Craigslist for weed. Um, but anyway, so we started kind of planning it. We talked to the people, the wisdom, that we wanted to do something different. We wanted to do something crazy. And we found out quickly that they were crazy like us, so it was great. Nice. We started coming up with, like, this virtual reality experience that's going to – we have – musical acts and these brilliant um you know celebrity musicians that are going to perform at different times like and their performance is going to sync with the virtual reality experience that our guests wow. are going to be having and they don't have to wear a headset or anything like that it's it's all done inside these domes and so it's the combination of like we talked about you know opening up your mind and open up you know uh seeing the universe and seeing the world it's like this virtual reality experience with the combination of music, which there's a direct co correlation between cannabis and music, like we know that. And, and we're trying to do some augmented reality as well. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to convince them. We're, we are working on, on trying to do some augmented reality as well with uh, another company that John's involved in. Where Ethos of, Media Labs. Ethos Media Labs. So we're, um, on IG. Yeah, so we're, we're, it's going to be like, it's, it's going to be the greatest show on earth. Like I've said that some people, you know, I got flack for it, but it's like on 420 on planet earth. Like I don't know of a better party. I don't know of a better celebration. I'm like, oh yeah. I'm like, wow. And what's, what's neat about it too, is that there's all kinds of different people that come to the Bud Trader ball. So it's not just, uh, leaders in the cannabis industry or, or, you know, celebrities, there's, uh, my dentist is coming, you know, like, uh, well, you have a lot of CBD products on, on display too, right? Yeah. And then, you know, there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot of, you know, uh, cannabis brands and leaders in the cannabis industry that have exciting and new products. So they're there. And so there's a lot of cool stuff you get to see. It's like, it's the best day of the year. It's better than Christmas in my opinion, because yeah. it's, it's weed Christmas and it's know? warm and it's, <laughs> and it's warm and, and we have weed and, you know, I don't, at Christmas and no time. bad songs, no ugly sweaters, <laughs> no mix up with religion and and tradition. No it's, bringing up politics at the dinner table. Yeah, none, you know, none. you don't have to deal and have a fight with a bad uncle, or <laughs> uh, you know, see your sister that you didn't want to see. This is the best place to bring your family, get everybody high, and then talk about your problems, not argue. So we'll talk about self care four twenty. It'll be yes. self care <laughs> on April twentieth. Uh, but uh, one of the things we do, like, did I give you the address? Eleven forty seven Palmetto Street, Los Angeles, California. <laughs> 913. Just He's thought good. I'd at just the wisdom? mention it. At the Wisdom. Okay, sorry, John. I, I always thought I was a good promoter, but like, yeah, I, uh, yeah. Level, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm definitely the uh, the student. Yeah. I did play NBA basketball yeah. 19 years ago, and they still yeah. mention it. So I, I realized how to use it to my benefit to get in to talk about what I want to speak on. 
Well, it, it works, and, yeah, and, yes. thank, and thankfully you're speaking class. on some good stuff because oh, we're, yeah. we're, we're very happy. Um, but we do something called uh, our Fit Club Five at the end. You, you didn't, we didn't have this when you came last time, so this is new. Um, five rapid fire questions. You give us your first answer. Great way for the All viewers right, to get to know a little bit more. Okay. Okay. Costume party or pool party? Costume party because I don't look good by the pool. Oh, wait. <laughs> still my turn or not? Yeah, 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 still your turn. Okay. Oh, um, cubed ice or crushed ice? Crushed. If you were listen, if you were to listen to one album for the rest of your life, what would it be? Chronic two thousand and one, man. Oh. What is the one thing you love about yourself? That I don't give up, like the great Rocky Balboa. <laughs> That's like the cannabis community. I'm a metaphor for us. Like we take hits, but we keep going. You're not going to stop this movement. Just like the great Rocky Balboa, you know. He defeated the Soviet Union in the '80s. You but know, he like, lost he to Apollo him. Creed. Yeah, that's true. I miss Apollo, man. I miss like, Apollo too. Yeah, yeah. Michael <laughs> Dream dinner guest. Dream dinner guest. I've already done that. The great John Sally. We went to Craig's and I had the Impossible Burger and it was delicious. Beautiful, yes. beautiful. And last person you text. Um, Rob, who did we text on the way here? Oh, I texted you to say that I was on, I'm on my way. Yeah. And I said I'm parking. Oh, yeah, I said I was parking. I had to get my lucky shirt. Nice. All right. Ready? Yeah. Um, Pictionary or charades? Charades. Late owl or early riser? Late owl. If you were to, what's your favorite meal? Vegan. <laughs> Impossible burger. Uh, I would say... Um, I, 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 they don't pay us yet, so I, <laughs> I, would, I would I would definitely say a, a vegan meal that I prepare. Okay, who would play you in a movie? Oh, I would definitely play me. Right? <laughs> but if I had to have somebody in a row, I, I don't know any seven footers sexy that can act like me. <laughs> so the acting skills and un, until until they get twelve movies or thirteen movies under their belt, I don't know. What about LeBron? If he was like John, I want to play you. And my God, if LeBron, that'd be that'd be a, a different step for him because he's about to save the world with Space Jam too. Uh, but yeah, I would I would definitely play myself. Okay. Muhammad oh. Ali did it. Uh, Richard Pryor did it. Always early or always late? I'm always on time. <laughs> Weekends or weekdays? Uh, every day is beautiful day for me. <laughs> That's a good it's, answer. Matter of fact, it's the same day. <laughs> Believe it. Let me tell you this. There's no days. That is that is an illusion in our brain. Just like time. It's an <laughs> illusion, right? It's, it was a great movie, Fifth Element. People need to go back and watch it for what they were saying. And they were like, well, what about time? He said, time does not matter, only life. Yep. So it, it's really not anything. In about 10 minutes, I'm not going to be sitting around you guys. And it, the day doesn't matter whether it's Sunday through Friday. You want a great day. If it's a great day, it doesn't make a difference if it's a Monday or Friday. So I'm just glad that you worked in the fifth element into our interview because that <laughs> yeah, is a great like sci-fi action movie that doesn't get enough credit. It doesn't get it's credit. You got, you got bad because of the people who are afraid of... The LBGTQ community. <laughs> like, they didn't like Chris Tucker dressed in drag slish, but he was very manly. He was manly. <laughs> he, was, he was very manly. It was funny. They didn't like the outfits, and they, they just didn't have any foresight. I think it was a great movie. Oh, well, I think so, too. You need a master well, class with Oprah. I'm gonna say, or the cannabis Oprah. That's got, what you guys should do Why can't I just be John Sally? John Sally. so much John easier. Sally Miyagi. <laughs> yes. yes. Like, that part. My, my, and the, the, piss, uh, the Lakers used to call me sensei. It's because... Literally, this is not B U S. This is not B. This yeah. not bull. It's not. It's not bull. I'm a vegan, but if you want beef, no. <laughs> I got some food. If you, you want the beef, John will bring the ruckus. Right. No question. But the 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 deal is, I literally live this lifestyle because I've lived the other one. I've lived being angry. I lived being upset. I lived jealousy. I lived resentment, guilt. I've done that. Mm -hmm. Like he said, he was raised um, a Roman Catholic. I'm raised a Jehovah Witness. So certain things in religion had already given me um, a false start until I realized that that wasn't the start I should be at. I shouldn't be at your thought process and your traditions. I should be at just being the best human you can possibly be. So being the best human, I found out John Lennon said all we need is love. And when I really put attention to that, that's all I use. No, for real. Like, even before the show started, like, <laughs> like you are... 
on you've affected me and I think Shaka yeah. too in a, in a in a in a different thought process. We both um are looking for other things, are exploring other things beyond what society's telling us. And we really appreciate you for coming in well, and yeah. thank you. Words words of wisdom for real. Yeah. <laughs> society doesn't tell you. It's what you listen to and what your actions are. They they're put there to control. It's a control technique. Another great movie, The Book of Eli. Yep. It, it, it's an important important thing because the world was in disarray without control. Uh, so that's one way, but it's also how you control you and how you go about every single choice in your life is your choice. How you react to it, what you say, what you don't say. When somebody cuts you off, mm-hmm. are you really yelling at them? Because they can't hear you. In the book of Eli, too, like the most powerful thing in that post-apocalyptic world was knowledge. Yeah. They were out trying to find books. Yeah. Like they weren't trying to find guns. They weren't trying to find water or resources. Like they were trying to find books. Mm, you know? um, one in particular. One thing uh, real quick just before we stop, like I want to thank you too, John, like for everything that you've done for me and for Buttrader.com. You know, uh, the, you take a lot of time to help myself and other cannabis entrepreneurs, you know, uh, selflessly. Um, and I appreciate everything you've done uh, for me. I mean, don't make me cry. <laughs> no, I mean, and, and it's, uh, you know, for the, someone as busy as you that um, has your schedule to always make time for, again, like, you, you know, cannabis entrepreneurs like myself and other ones that I know you mentor, like, it means a lot to us and, and for what you do for the movement. So I really thank appreciate you. it. I appreciate yeah. that. And we obviously got to thank you guys for coming on. Yeah. Uh, Shocker, man. No problem. I thought yeah. you were going to have a shirt by the next time. You're going to have a butt sweat. You're going to be butt traded up, dog. Hey, I'm, I'm not going to lie. When I knew I was like coming back on the show, when, when you uh, agreed to let me come back, I appreciate that, by the way. I was like trying to hit it a little harder at the gym because I was like, maybe, maybe if I'm, you know, if I, if I bulk a little bit, I'll get invited back and hey I'm just trying to promote myself I'm just (laughs) I'm just trying to get myself out there (laughs) (laughs) but I want to thank you guys again this was incredible Um, again we got to have you guys back we're going to be talking a little bit more about um, the ball when we're back from the ball so we'll have a little post wrap up on that again guys my name is Shaka Smith you can find me on Twitter, Instagram and Snapchat at Shaka Strong and you can find me on everything at TK Trinidad and you can find me at johnsally.com or johnsally on Instagram and budtrader.com and your business and my business is deuces Twenty. Too. If you're not smoking my weed, you're not smoking good weed. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram, Real Bud Trader. We don't have enough love on Instagram. We need to work on it more, though. It's our yeah. fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, follow them. We'll see you guys next week. And they right. say, deuces. 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 <laughs>